Hey guys, it's Mariah with Saving Our Women Inc. podcast called Doing Life with God. This is episode 11. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to episode 11. Um, First, I just want to pray really quickly. I already prayed before um, I spoke or before I started recording. Um, God, I just want to thank you for this day, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for this amazing day, this beautiful day. Um, A beautiful day is not depending on what it looks like outside, what the weather is, Father God, but a beautiful day is a day that you have made, God. Another day for us to live, another day for us to try it again, Father God. Another day for us to reset and start over, Father God. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for your love, your forgiveness, God. That is a beautiful day, God. Father God, we thank you, Father God, that all the people around this world, Father God, despite what's going on, that they have a beautiful day today, Father God, because, Father God, we have the power over our minds to convince ourselves that it is a good day, that it will be a good day, despite what comes to us, the fact that we are living, it is a beautiful day. Um, so thanks, guys, for listening, as I stated. So I um was reading my devotional yesterday. Um, and pretty much the the devotional was talking about, uh, I'm trying to think, <laughs> but anyway, the, the devotional was talking about like your compass in life, like in order to know your path, like you have to pretty much have a relationship with God it means not just praying, but also studying and reading your word because pretty much the word was already set forth and what they went through in the word we are going through today at the same day maybe in just like different ways or it's like set up differently but it's pretty much the same thing it is the same thing um so god was just basically stating that if you want to know what the next level is if you want to know basically how i'm moving in this season you have to be in relationship with me you have to read the word because the word is history um pretty much and i'm going to read a little bit I'm going to be reading a lot today, so I am going to give you a heads up on that. Um, It's going to be more reading today than it will be a lot of just, like, notes or me talking. Um, So what the devotional says, it says, In the beginning, Father God spoke, and what he spoke was the word. Scripture is a vast wonderland to be explored. Each story, each poem, each chapter of history contains infinite lessons which is in the bible it says there is no end to the knowledge and wisdom that lie therein study it meditate upon it drench yourself in it how else will you learn to know my voice how else will you find my comfort light love heartbeat how else will you know what the path to take i'm sorry how else will you know what path to take how else will you grow into the woman God wants to be? God wants you to be. It all waits there. It all awaits you there. From Genesis to Revelations, from the beginning to the end of the Bible. It says the world may scoff, but it does not know the treasures of this of the word. Pretty much that the the world is gonna fall. The world is gonna fall. The world will not be here forever. But God says, I have eternal, I have a everlasting life. It says pretty much the world doesn't know the treasures of thine word. It doesn't know uh, what 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 my word is standing up on, right? So the world only knows what it sees. It says it does not understand the hope, the power, the love, the understanding, and the miracles that lie within. 
Read the word. It's meat for your bones. It's light to your is light for your way. It's the compass for your path. And the scripture that it gave me um, <clears throat> was Romans 15 and 4. This is the MSG ver version. Um, the scripture says, even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in scripture to come to character. I'm sorry, to come to characterize us. It says, keep us alert for whatever he will do next. So if you want to know God's next move from this coronavirus, from, from this plague, from any virus, God says, read my word. God, God says, I will reveal to you in my word what I'm doing next. God says, I won't reveal it to a prophet. I won't reveal it to nobody. God says, I'm going to, God says, I'm waiting. God says, I create, God says, I allow this to happen so my people can get in relationship with me. Meaning that that very thing that you want the church to create, God says, I want you to create it in your home and read my word. Um, and pretty much, because I was actually going to base um, the podcast off of that that particular scripture, which is Romans 15. I was going to read the whole chapter. But then I was coming across Romans, partial of Romans 7. Um and also partial and also Romans eight and pretty much they speak about um the spirit pretty much and like what's in the spiritual realm. And with that being said, like within the spiritual realm, it's super important to have because you can tap into the powers that God gave you, the powers to uh the powers to have discipline, the powers to overcome the any situation, any storm that comes our way. And I'm going to start off by reading Romans 7 and 14. I want to start off with that. It says, For we know the law is spiritual, but I am a flesh, so understand. It says, For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. It says, now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good. Meaning that even though like sometimes we do certain things that we know that we're not supposed to do and we have the desire to do good, but we just don't have, we don't, okay, we, we are not tapping into the power that we can overcome not doing the not doing the good things right so pretty much he says like you have the heart you have the desire to do good right you have you have the desire to want better for you but for some reason you just keep falling right and which is your flesh it says what i it says so now it is no longer i who do it but sin that dwells within me it says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. It's because we were born in sin, right? It says that that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Basically, this saying, have mercy on yourself, have mercy on yourself and others, because we no, it doesn't matter who, who, who no, God has no respect of person and sin does not have a respect of person, right? Your pastor, your bishop, whatever it may be, the person that you look up to, they have sin within them. No matter how many times they do good, you're just not seeing the times that they have fallen. Um, And then, okay, we're opposite. Okay, so it says, for I do not do, do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. It says, now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. 
It says, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand, meaning that we keep keep on every time that we do good we keep falling 10 steps and we keep falling 10 steps back or down and it feels that way but God says it's going to be that way God says it won't be easy you got to fight the good fight fight the good fight of faith fight the good fight of hope fight the good fight that you have to trust me that I'm going to see I want to see this thing through because we're so I spoke on this um a couple podcasts ago we're so focused on getting from a in in the in between to all the way to Z, but God says if you just focus on the small steps, focus on A, B, and C. God says I will supply all your needs. God says I will complete the rest. No matter what's going on, you have to trust me. Everybody want to be in control. You got to give up control in order to be in relationship with God. You have to give up control because obviously it ain't working for you. Look where you are in certain in a, in a lot of ways. If you if you're not where you want to be and you always have to have control, it's not working for you. Give it up. Right. So um, where, where were we at? OK, so it says, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. It says a wretch man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death, meaning that sin, the sin you can your you can have a spiritual death. Right. It says thanks to be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But my but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Mm. So with this and the reason why I'm reading a lot, because at first I was just going to write like notes on basically what God is saying. And God was like, don't write any notes down. God says, read my word. He was like, a lot of people are so like just so enthused with just being motivated for an hour from a sermon or just being so motivated um you know the words that i give people people just they get fed off little bitty stuff and then it's just that they just keep on listening to sermons after sermons trying to feel themselves but god says what i'm saying is already in my word god says you don't have to write any notes down this time he says i just want you to read my word because what i'm saying is already in my word and i just um that's so good because it's so true so I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, the full, pretty much almost the full chapter. I'll probably go from 1 to verse 31. Um, so it says, There is therefore now no con- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. It says, for God has done what the law weakened by by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. It says he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, meaning that basically what i said earlier this is why you should have mercy on yourself because god already he already sent his son to die for your sins so this is like i was i was going to title the message you know um 
God qualify you, which he did. And this is the reason why he qualified you because he already knew where you were going to face. He knew where you were. He knew where you were going to overcome. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins. It says for those who live according, not, oh, I'm sorry. I keep this. These words are small. It says for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh, which is things of the world, right? People so, so focused on this coronavirus. And I'm not saying that not be aware, but people just, their minds are so consumed with the things of these words. But God says, you're missing what I'm doing now because you're so focused on the Rona. That's what we call it, the Rona. You're so focused on the Corona. You're so focused on the on the virus. God says, you're missing what I'm doing in this season. God says, I need you to produce in this season because I already qualify you. God says, I created this moment just for you to sit down and just produce and just to trust me, right? Um, so where are we at? So it says, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. Meaning that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what storm, no matter, no matter what virus tries to overtake this world, it can't. It can't. Right. So it's basically for the people that are that live by the spirit, that live by the word, doesn't matter what happens. Right. We're going to always be producing something. It says. For to set the mind on the flesh is a death. It'll lead to it'll lead to destruction. It says, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Man, that's a peaceful thing. The corona going on, people going crazy, and I'm just in peace. Okay. It says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm. It says, you, how, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, meaning that just as, just as much you were born in sin, you were also born in the spirit. You were a word that God spoke and God <laughs> created you. Okay, Mammals, animals didn't create you. We in evolution. Okay, it says anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not do, does not belong to God, meaning that you can still be born in sin. You can still have God within you, but he can also leave you too. But it has to be by your permission. Okay, it says, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. The spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies, though his spirit who dwells in you. Pretty much what they're saying is that even though the sin is causing you to be dead in the inside, right? Um, your unqualifiedness is calling, I don't know if that's a word, but basically you feel unqualified from the sins or that you have committed. You feeling like that. Um, you're not good enough, whatever it may be. God says you're already qualified because God says my spirit qualify you. The spirit advocates for you. He says no matter what's going on, the spirit brings life into your into all dead places. Okay, and then this right here, um, this talks about inheritance. And I was just speaking about this earlier because um, 
pretty much God was I was in the mirror and God was telling me he was like speak to that little girl in you um he was stating he was saying that speak to a little girl like all the times that you feel like that you weren't heard all just peace like speak to a girl that little girl in you um so she can be uprooted so she can be exposed and she can be pushed to the side so we can do what we have to do and then after I spoke to the little girl in me um this exercise was so powerful make sure that you do it in the mirror and then I, I began to speak to the woman in me I began to speak life into the woman in me that everything that I'm going to face I'm going to overcome that everything that I didn't feel qualified to do that I'm going to do it because I'm going to inherit the land right I'm going to inherit the things that God has for me that he created for me the promises that he made for me I'm going to inherit it um and that word um this title of this particular message right now we're on Romans 8 um verse 12 it says heirs with Christ and that word is spelled h-e-i-r-s which means inherit but it's pronounced air. So it says, so then brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to the lit, to the, to the, to live according to the flesh. For you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then heir, heirs of God, which inherits, this what means inherits, and, and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Meaning that going all the way back to slavery because a lot of people adopt the fact. And I'm not saying skip the fact because that's a big part of our history, which is slavery, right? Um, but basically what it's saying is that don't just adopt that particular part of your history that you were put in slavery because you you will always have a bondage mindset right but God said if you read my word you are, you will inherit the blessings that was way before slavery God says you will inherit the word that I spoke before slavery was even thought of God said you guys you were we were rich if you read this Bible and you read the history of really of the Hebrews which is black people you would understand that we were we were rich. We were rich before we were enslaved. So it's another thing that you have to educate yourself on God's word and make sure that you have a definition next to you or something so you can research the things that it's saying because and also pray before you read the word so God can give you wisdom and, and insight. Um, and so you, when you do read these words, they begin to come to life in you, right? Because I'm going to inherit the good things despite what my family did or didn't do. I'm going to inherit all the blessings, all the generational wealth that God already had for me. But all it takes is one to step up and get it. Right. And all it takes is once is to step up and show and or to be an example for your family. Set that tone. Right. And this is for people. I don't want this podcast to be for anybody that feels like they're not at a certain level in Christ so they can't understand. If you would just sit back and just listen and open your heart, I know that you will be able to understand. God will bring that understanding to you. OK, and then now we're on Romans 8, 18. 
it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Come on. If this ain't a word for the, the Rona, the Corona, I don't know what is. I want to read. Um repeat that and pretty much is saying it says for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us that means no virus is compared to what god is going to do on this earth will you not perceive it as it spring forth will you not notice it so you gonna miss what i'm doing you gonna miss the blessing you're gonna let it pass you by because you think it's the end of you think it's the end of the world you're going crazy at this point god says jesus says i'm coming but i ain't coming right now not just yet <laughs> so it says for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of god for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope, it's just faith. It says that we, that the creation itself will be set free. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. So this is verse 21. It says that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption, to corruption and obtain the freedom of, of the glory of the children of god oh my god these words are so small i'm gonna read that again so it says for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of god it says for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now so God says, even when the, even when the, um, Adam, not yeah, Adam and Eve, when they had the first kid, their first kids, right? She had pain, but basically the pain was created from sin, right? And now as we know, well, most of us know, I don't know what having a child is like, but it definitely looks painful. It definitely seems painful because, you know, definitely understanding with cramps, I know those are painful, but every since that she ate from that tree, he he put that up on her that when she will have a child that it would it would be painful right and it says every since then until now people are groaning the people are groaning it says and not only the creation but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies god says for in this hope we were saved now hope that is seen is not hope meaning that your faith you lack faith oh ye of little faith right just because you see the corona this just because you see people going crazy in the grocery stores god says your hope is not by sight it's not from the things it's not it's not from the things that you see god says but if you would have faith in me that i can do all things that everything in me is possible if you believe that i can do it if you if you believe that you can overcome this god says you can overcome anything god says if you trust me you don't know the things that I have for you, the promises that I'm going to fulfill for you. Mm. God says, um, for in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? It says, for who? Why would you hope for something you already see? That don't make sense. That don't make sense at all. You see it? Why are you hoping for something you see? And actually, is your eyes really fooling you because all Everything that you see is not what it actually is. 
It says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Mm. So do you got patience? Got patience? (laughs) So it says, now we're on verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we are, as we ought. But it says, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, which basically means speaking in tongues, right? It says, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind, knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. It says, and we and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good. For those who are called according to his purpose, get into your purpose, get into the relationship first with God so you can know what your purpose is. Because I'm going to read that part again. It says, and we know that for those who love God, for those who love God, all things work together for the good. It says, for those who, for those who are called according to his purpose. So I think this will be the hard part. Um, <laughs> letting you know, it says, and we know for that, <laughs> we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, but it's only working together for the good, right? <laughs> they don't tell you this part at church for those who are, for those who are called according to his purpose. I feel like that. I want to say everybody is called according to his purpose. I, but you also have to believe that as well, too. So, like, if you are having a spiritual death right inside of you, I feel that I feel that wholeheartedly that you definitely because if it's dead, like it doesn't mean that you don't have purpose. Right. But a lot of things are not aligned up spiritually in you. Right. So I also feel that that's something that you have to speak to God about on that definitely seek him for your purpose because as you're walking into purpose even if you're walking out of purpose even if you feel like that you're still doing what is right God still has a plan for you even even if you're not doing the right things even even if you're doing the wrong things God still has a plan for your life but you have to tap into him because he's not gonna keep waiting on you is basically what I'm saying he's not gonna keep playing with you is basically what I'm saying what I'm trying to say so you have to tap in it's time to tap in y'all because the things of this world is going to perish. The things of this world is not eternal. Doesn't matter what kind of car you're going to get. Doesn't matter what kind of house. It doesn't matter what kind of family you ended up with. Doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters because this stuff is going to perish. It's going to die. And when you die, you cannot take the things with you. When your body dies, you cannot take the things with you. But your spirit, man, is going to is going is going to last forever. It's eternal. But you can't take any of these things to heaven or hell. Just keeping it real. So it's like get into the know of what you are on this earth for. It's super it's super important. It says, where do we leave off? Okay, so it says, this is verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined or predestined <laughs> to be conformed to the image of his son in order that in order that he might be 
their firstborn among many brothers, and those whom he predestined, <laughs> he also called, and those who he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. Meaning, like I said earlier, no matter what you went through, no matter what you're currently doing, please don't put your qualification in anybody else's hands. Don't put that in their hands because they don't have the power to qualify you. As they're pointing one finger saying, you ain't doing this, how could you speak? And I remember you used to do this and this and this and this and that, but you got three fingers pointing back. They got three fingers pointing back at them because that was a wretched. They lived a wretched life, okay? <laughs> Everybody went through something in their lives. So just because they say, oh, you're, you're currently drinking or you're currently doing this. But what you going to do? Wait till you stop drinking? No, God don't care about that. God, even in the Bible, like like people, these, these people was murderers. These people was thieves. They, they was stealing people's taxes. They was doing all kind of stuff. They was killing the Christians. All kind of stuff. And he used these he used these particular people. He used jailbirds in the Bible. If you would read the Bible, like he used jailbirds, okay? <laughs> to preach his word. He used people that was like I said, stealing and killing. He used those particular people to speak his word. He used he made them prophets. He made them he made them kings. He made I'm telling you, this is why you have to get in your word because the people that you're you're putting your life in other people's hands to qualify you. But God is saying, if you study my word, I will I already qualify you. I already knew what you're going to do. I already knew that you were going to kill someone. I, I don't even know how I'm saying this. I don't even know who listens to this. That ain't none of my business. Okay. <laughs> this is not even funny, but I'm being serious because it's like it's crazy. Because if you really think about it, flesh wise, right? You why you want to get forgive somebody that killed somebody? Like that's crazy. That's how we would be thinking about it, right? But God says, "My son down on the earth to kill. He, he we dead at all that, which means all sin is equal. Killing, stealing, lying, all sin, adultery, all of that is." equal to me into God's eyes it's all the same pretty much so what he's saying is that I when I created you I knew exactly what you were going to do I knew the exact mistakes that you were going to make but guys I had already created a plan for you meaning that even through the the hard part even through the trials the plan still stands but you have to get into alignment one of these days, you're going to have to get into alignment and surrender your will to God's will. Say, God, listen, I really don't know exactly what what I'm doing. I'm just trying to make it right. God, I really don't know what the next step is. So, God, I surrender my plan not working for me. So I surrender it. God, I put my plan under subjection. I think that that's a good idea to write your I think I'm not for sure if I gave you guys this um example i think i did last episode but if you haven't listened to the last episode make sure that you write what your plans is for your life and on the other page on the other side of the paper <clears throat> make sure you before you even write it down make sure that you pray seek god let him know what your plans are and i guarantee you if you ask god god show me what your plans are for me and when he gives you those words when he give you when he gives you those ideas make sure you write them down that means any visions because God can give it to you in a vision. For an example, you could be doing something and something cro- something crosses your mind, not a memory, but that's a vision that's crossing your mind. You picturing yourself doing something, write it down, 
write it down because God, he comes to you in all different ways. He comes, he comes to you through thoughts. He comes through you through visions. He comes, he comes through you through people. He comes, he comes through you through a lot of, he comes to you in a lot of different ways. So make sure that when you get those little flashes in your mind of you doing something that you haven't done before, make sure you write them down because not 10 out of 10, that's a plan that God has. That's one of his plans that he has for you and his visions that he has for you. And then I'm going to read the last verse. Uh, we finally made it, right? <laughs> um, this is verse 30, 31. This is, we're still in Romans chapter 8. Um, the title of this was God's Everlasting Love. It says here, um, let's see here. Okay, so it says, what then shall we say to those things? Right? It says, if God is for us, right, who can be against us? Mm. And that's a good and that's a really good thing for the uh, title of the measures. I, I was I was going to title it. God qualify you. Um, so it says I'm going to read it again. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? Who? Who? And this is some issues that I was having, too, when God was telling me about doing the career and business coach thing. Right. God was saying if I'm if I'm for you, if I called you to it, if I gave you the vision to do it, and I know God gave me the vision because it's something I didn't even like I said before even doing this women ministry, I didn't want to do none of this. I didn't even I didn't these were my plans. My plans was to have, you know, um a glam shop and, you know, some different things as that nat of that nature, okay? And God was just showing me it's cool that you have a plan for yourself. You have an idea of what your plan is, but that is not my plan, right? And it's okay to have your own plan because you have to have a plan to even to do life, right? Or you're just going to be doing life, doing nothing, right? But he says, that's good. That's nice. But I'm, I'm glad you came to me about those plans um, after the fact you created the plan. But that's okay, though, because guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to put people in your life for you to serve, right, that has the same plan that I have for you, but you don't even know it yet. Um, and this is just a reminder. I feel like I talked about this before. I'm just going to repeat it again. Um, as my friend, my friend, my best friend, uh, Maisha, she created these ladies luncheons, right? And I was just thinking that I was, you know, helping out or whatever. But God says, I had you serving her plan because that was a plan I have for you. But something, something on a different, on probably a different scale. But God says that started it up. God says, I have a plan for you to preach. I have a plan for you to do a women's ministry. I have a plan for you to travel the world. I have I have plans for you to prosper. God says I have plans. I have my plans, my thoughts are way higher than yours, God. God says I have plan for you to go different places and experience different things of this world. But God says, I you serve. And this is something that everybody needs to do is to serve someone. Just pray like, God, I, I definitely want to serve. And I want to um, reach out to the people of God. Show me who to reach out to. And sometimes things will just happen. They'll just fall in your lap. And sometimes they won't. <laughs> sometimes God will send you different places and boom, it will happen just like that. And I was just going into something, um, not thinking, not thinking too much of it. I just knew it was something that I wanted to help out with, right? I thought I was just helping. And some of my family kept saying, like, you think that you're supposed to do that? I don't know, but I did it anyway because, one, I felt like it, was a, it wasn't a bad thing to do either. But also, it definitely served purpose. 
it served a lot of purpose in my life because it showed me purpose, um, what my purpose was, and it showed me God's vision and plan for my life. Um, so serve something serve something that's how you figure out what your purpose is by serving something right it says who he says he who did not spare his own and we're on verse 32 he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for all for us all how how we will he what how we how will he not also with him graciously give us all things I want to repeat that. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. It says, he spared his own son. He he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. God says, God says I gave my son up for you. I, I killed my son basically for you, for your sins, for you to be qualified. God says, how will he not also with him graciously, graciously give us all things? God says, if I gave you my son, what makes you think that I won't give you all the things of your desires, all the things that you need? God says, what makes you think I won't do that? Who shall bring any ch- charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Ooh, come on, God. It is God who justifies. He didn't say it's your pastor who justifies. He didn't say it's your mother who justifies. He didn't say it's your best friend. It didn't say it's your father who justifies. Who is to condemn? That's a, it was a question. It says, who is to condemn you? Who? They're not even qualified to condemn you. They may, they may be qualified for their own purpose. They're not qualified to judge you or condemn you. God says, Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus is the one who died. Your mama didn't die for you. Your sister didn't die for you. She didn't die for your sins. She didn't die for your purpose. God says, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? He was raised from the dead, period. It says, who is, who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Jesus is interceding for us. They're one. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they are one. And you need to believe in all three. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor present, nor things to come, nor powers, meaning government, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creations will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus, Jesus, our Lord. And I'm going to end it there because if you really love God, none of those things should separate you, right? If you really have a desire to know who God is, none of those things should, should separate. It won't separate you from the love of God. You're going to always come back crawling to Jesus, period, to the word. God says, what's going on? He says, don't, he says, don't get distracted of what's going on right now. God says, focus on me. God says, set your focus on me. So set your seek, continue to seek me and ye shall find me. God says, I have all the answers. The government obviously don't have the answers for you. They only, that's a, it's a cap, it's a limit. 
it's a limit on what they only know as well, too. Don't get it twisted. But God says, I created all these things. So why not? I don't. Why not? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't I know? So God says, if you seek me, God says, I can give you the answers to all those. God says, I can fill every void that you have within yourself. God says, I know all the things. God says, nothing can separate the love of God. Nothing. Whatever was going on, right? So I'm going to end this. Um, I'm, Okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. I'm going to leave it here. I know it was probably a lot of wordy uh, for you guys as far as a lot of reading. And that's something that we need because we need word to back up what's going on. It's good that people have their own opinions and it's good that people that God give people words. But God says, I need I need my facts. God says it's time for facts to come up. God says it's time for truth to come up. God says it's time for truth to live. God says it's time for the foundation of this world to change, which is on my word. God says the foundation is my word. God says my word is truth. It is bond. God says it's time to get in my word because these this is where all the truth these were all the truth are. This is where all <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can't even think about it. But yeah, basically, this is what, where the truth is, is in God's word. So everything that you need, God says, God gave me this chapter to read and to only read. I did not write any notes down today, but he gave me this chapter to read. And he gave me this chapter to elaborate with you guys on and with with you guys so that you know that what's in this word is true. It's facts. It's facts. Everything that is going on today, we spoke about today. He spoke about the famine. He spoke about the powers, basically, of the government. He spoke about everything that's going on today. He spoke about us not being able to basically have the power, not not have the power. He gave us the power, but not basically us using the power of our minds, right? Basically, not being able to tap into the spirit the way that we're supposed to. But the flesh is basically saying that I desire to do good, but I feel like I just can't. But you can. You can. You can do good things. You can be a better person. You can. You can do these things, y'all. So every day, if you at home, if you're working from home, make sure that you're just taking at least a, some time out. If you're not used to praying you're not used to, you know, reading your word, take at least about 10 minutes. Find a Bible verse, Google a Bible verse, pray about the Bible verse. Whatever you feel like that you need to do, make sure you at least spend some some quality time with God. Just separate yourself from all the noise, all the stuff that's going on on Instagram, on social, me- on social media. Make sure that you're separating yourself from those things so you can continue to tap into God and be filled by him. Okay, thank you guys. Make sure you listen and next Tuesday for episode 12. Make sure that you share it with at least five or 10 people. I know y'all got a lot of group chats going on, a lot of a group of Facebook groups. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast is on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening.